Message from Starfleet Command, top priority. You are listening to the Trek Ranks Podcast, a member of the Tricorder Transmissions Podcast Network. This is episode 172, featuring the top five scenes on an alien ship. Welcome, Star Trek fans. I am Jim Morehouse. I'm the host of the Trek Ranks Podcast, and this is going to be a fun one tonight. Tonight, we're getting back to our scenes in Trek series for the 15th time. We are doing tonight our top five scenes on an alien ship, which is just a massively huge topic. So much ground to cover. So because this one has so many possibilities for choices, we're doubling down and we're having three guests tonight instead of two. So let's get these amazing Trekkies introduced right now. They are all returning favorites. And first up, back for her fifth appearance on the show, hailing us from the East Coast Corridor, it's Ariel K. Welcome back, Ariel. Hey, Jim. Thank you so much for having me on again. Always a pleasure. A fun one to have you back for. And contacting us from the West Virginia sector, his third Trek Ranks appearance, it's Foz Rotten. Jim, thank you so much for having me back, buddy. Good to hear your voice. Your last appearance was 100 for the Top 5 Janeway episode, so way too long. My captain. (laughs) I love it. And our third guest is joining us from the bridge of the USS New Jersey. It's Adam Sanders returning for his second appearance. Adam Hey, Jim, glad to be back. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, Adam, what was your topic? I forgot to check I was out. top five first contacts. I came on right oh my before God. Lower Decks premiered. First contact. That's a good one, too. Okay. Man, we've, I can't, I barely remember even doing that topic. That is fantastic. Okay. Going to be a great show. I'm going to re listen to that one. Going to be a great show. Let's get started now with our quick Trek Ranks recalibration. What are you recalibrating? Everything. Um, it's, it's a sweeping, uh, a recalibration of all systems. Okay, the Trek Ranks Charter has two clauses. One, we rank Trek so we can have a fun conversation about Star Trek. And two, the ranks don't matter. We just use them as the framework to have a deep dive conversation about all the things we love about Trek. Infinite diversity in infinite combination. Words that are a mere shadow of its true meaning. And their true meaning on Trek Ranks is no wrong answers. This show is about sharing the things we love about Star Trek, and we love it all. From TOS to TNG, Strength to the Enterprise, and the Kelvin Timeline, now Discovery, Picard, Strange New World, Short Treks, Lower Decks, and Prodigy as well. It's all fair game here on the Trek Ranks podcast. Black Alert. Black Alert. And a reminder that this episode of Trek Ranks is current through the fourth season of Star Trek Lower Decks, 903 overall episodes of Star Trek across the past 57 years. And don't forget, we use episodes as a shorthand term, but the 13 films are always in play. And they are definitely in play tonight. Hailing frequencies open. Thank you, Mr. Warp. You can hail me directly on Twitter at TrekRanks or at Enterprise and Extra. And on Blue Sky at TrekRanks. And you can see our extensive rankings of all the treks at TrekRanks.com. And don't forget, you can call and leave us a message with your own picks at 609-512-LLAP. That's 609-512-5527. Okay, Ariel, Foz, and Adam, let everyone know how they can get a hold of you on Subspace. Ariel. Yeah, sure. You can find me on Twitter or uh, I guess X now uh, at Ariel K18. That's A-R-I-E-L-L-E-K-18. And Foz Rotten. 
Uh, you can find me everywhere at Foz Rotten. Um, if there's a place, I usually have an account, even if I don't use it too much. Um, and also, you can still find me at, at Boldly Go Band, uh, singing about Star Trek and the punk rock uh, version of it. We love Star Trek punk rock. Adam, how about you, man? I can still be found on the artist formerly known as Twitter at <laughs> MetsFan1701. Still Twitter, somehow, some way. All right, I think we're ready to run a diagnostic cycle to get into this show. Computer, run a level two diagnostic. So everyone knows the drill by now. We love our scenes and Trek series, so we're going to go through our roll call of our previous 14 topics that we've done. Here we go. Scenes in a turbo lift, shuttlecraft, Jeffrey's tube, scenes in a brig, on location, in a cave, in a sick bay. <laughs> on Earth in a corridor, scenes on a cliff. We did top five fight scenes, scenes in engineering, scenes at a table, scenes in water, and Ariel was on that show. And tonight we're doing top five scenes on an alien ship, our 15th scenes in Trek topic. So what do we mean by scenes on an alien ship? Well, it's a scene in Star Trek that takes place on an alien ship. This is... The easiest topic ever. There's so much to choose from. So let's get into it now with our Prime Directives. Do they know about Prime Directive? They know everything I know, sir. And you're about to know everything we know about our Prime Directive. So, Ariel, let's start with you. How did you break it down? Such a huge topic. Yeah. So historically, when I've been on track ranks, I've just picked based on vibes and what feels the most right. Uh, had to stray from that today because it was such a huge topic. So I uh, narrowed it down by hearing the word alien ship and deciding it meant really alien. So none of our usual suspects, uh, no Vulcans, Klingons, Romulans, Cardassians, anybody we see regularly, they were not in consideration for me. Um, I also decided that the fact that the scene is taking place on an alien ship had to be critical to the scene. Um, it couldn't just happen to take place on an alien ship. Uh, and then finally, as always, I narrowed my list by choosing from five different series. Oh my god, this is so great. I did not think of like super alien ship and eliminating some of the regulars. I love this. Okay, Foz, how about you? Well, mine was uh pretty much straight ahead. Um like Ariel said, you don't just want to pick, oh, here's an alien ship and uh, a fight happened, cut away. It's more of like, uh, what was the scene? What did the scene mean to the characters inside the scene? It just so happened to be on an alien ship. But other than that, I just kind of spread it around the Star Trek universe and had some fun with it. Okay, perfect. That's similar to me. And Adam, how about you? I think as a bore might have an issue with me, but I looked at it from a human point of view. So anything was not a human ship was an alien ship so vulcans andorians bajorans all in play and i look for moments i look for quiet moments that spoke to characters and i was able to hit five different series oh that's okay that's impressive okay so my prime director was a complete hot mess i usually don't get this unwieldy (laughs) and trying to make all my picks but the category was just category is so huge i was trying a bunch of things and some of them stuck and some of them didn't so I'm just going to rattle off everything that I considered and whether I did it or not. So I thought, okay, all different types of alien species and ships. So not repeating any aliens. Nope. I repeat myself all in four different quadrants. I thought about, nope, I couldn't make that work. 
all from five different series. That one actually stuck. I did make that one work. I did. I also eliminated, I decided to eliminate all Borg scenes. I just didn't want to think about the Borg because they're just too many. I eliminated all the movies because there's just so many movie scenes and they're, it's amazing how, how big alien ships are in the movies. And then I wanted to, I wanted to make each one like not about an episode where there's a bunch of scenes on an alien ship and you're just, and you're picking the episode. I wanted to make it about one specific scene, which I was pretty successful doing. There might be one pick. That's a little bit more about uh, meshes a couple of scenes together. And yeah, so I took all those elements and just mixed it up and I got a little bit of everything. Basically, these are just the five picks on my long list. I just could not push off my list because they're iconic moments that I just want to highlight and talk about. Yeah, a little bit of a mix all over the place, some similarities, but these prime directives were kind of critical for this broad topic. All right, third Ramadicon, let's get into the order of things. I am a Jem'Hadar. He is a Vorta. It is the order of things. Thank you, Third Emoticon. As always, everyone will start with their five-word summary and the hashtag to tease their pick. Then we'll each reveal our top five scenes on an alien ship and the reasons we're highlighting it. And after getting through five rounds of picks, we'll then get a few secondary system selections from everyone. And remember, if we have any duplicate picks, make sure you listen for the Defiant Torpedoes. Okay, Ariel, we're starting with you. What's your number five pick for your top five scenes on an alien ship? Yeah, Let's sure. So, uh, oh, sorry, I interrupted you. No, sorry. I'm just, I'm, I can't, I can't, I'm too excited. I can't shut up. No, I get it. I get it. Um, okay. My five words and a hashtag for my number five pick uh, Captain Archer in a fishbowl, hashtag the final countdown. Uh, and this is Enterprise Season 3, Episode 23, Countdown, the scene on the Zindi Aquatic ship, oh uh, where Archer has to convince the aquatics to help him stop the insectoids and the reptilians from deploying their weapon. This scene, maybe it's not one of the most like important or critical or beloved scenes in Trek, but it totally stuck with me since the first time I ever saw it. Um, I think the Zindi Aquatic are so cool. And watching this scene, it looks like Archer and then the representatives of the Zindi Arboreals and Primates are, it looks like they're in a fishbowl because they're in that one like, uh, I don't know, land dweller area for the aquatic ship. It's so great. I just love this. And Scott Bakula does some incredible acting here. It's a great scene. Yeah, it's like the reverse fishbowl. It's so, right. it's, it's so good. I did not think of this one, even though this is my top five scene uh, for when we did Zindi War moments. This was my number one scene, and I did not think of this incredible. I love I just rewatched the arc, so it was totally on my mind. I rewatched all of season three. I, I mean, I, I cannot love the aquatics anymore. The scene is super, super cool. Foz, what's your take on this one? I love it. I would say that it's one of the most important scenes in Star Trek, you know, to at least the history and to, and to my personal history as well. Uh, one of the best arcs, uh, you know, yep. and that's all I could uh, say is I love it. Yeah, this is a great season for Archer because you think about the pilot and where Archer started. He was just a guy in space, essentially. And now he's a diplomat and he's trying to bring people together and it shows really his growth from day one to then yeah i mean well said this is a this is exactly him learning and succeeding in that area i love it okay number five foz what's your round five pick okay uh five words are not the best first contact hashtag star trek chainsaw massacre 
And that's Fight or Flight uh, Enterprise, Season 1, Episode 3, which is the exact opposite end of where he ends up on Ariel's pick whenever they're just starting out. And he's so gung-ho about making first contact. They find this ship. They're all itching to get over there. Trip's begging to go over there. And Hoshi doesn't want to go over there. And she's terrified of it. And they get over there. And she basically walked into the Texas Chainsaw Massacre house. And <laughs> it's just bloody and brutal and they're like oh this isn't a first contact at all and you know while there's not that much talking and everything uh dialogue over on the ship hoshi screams just says so much and it just you know shows everyone where they're at in the big bad space and that this is the beginning of the trip uh i just i love it and that that scene always stuck out to me. It was one of the first scenes I thought of whenever uh, Jim gave me this topic. Oh my God. That's a great one. That's such an underrated second episode of the series. That whole, that whole scene so impactful. Uh, Ariel, what's your take on this one? You know, I kept coming back to enterprise making this list and yeah. this was my toughest cut. Um, I wow. love this episode. I, yeah. It's kind of an underrated episode. And I'm surprised that we both landed here like in our very first <laughs> pick. But yeah, I, I think it was a great pick and I'm glad somebody else mentioned it because it got cut in place of, you know, my first pick. It really is. It really is an underrated episode. Adam, what's your take on it? Yeah, that's a great episode, too. It gives you those McCoy backing into the corpse hanging from the ceiling vibes. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it does. <laughs> it's a great, great episode. Great pick. Yeah, my favorite part of it is when it's this Archer just after they leave. And he just knows, man, that was the wrong thing to do. We, What are we doing out here if we're just going to leave? Um, anyway, love it. Fantastic pick. Another one I did not think of incredibly. So we're starting with two Enterprise. I love this. Uh, Adam, what's your number five pick? My number five, five words. She has lost all control. Hashtag <laughs> logic is the beginning of wisdom. And it's Lower Decks, Season 2, Episode 9, Wage Douche, which I'm sure will be mentioned again at some point. And it's the Vulcan Cruiser, VCF Schwal. So we meet Talin. Gabrielle Ruse, brilliant playing Talin with that deadpan comedy, sarcastic humor. And the entire episode, all the scenes are amazing. But her scenes in particular had me laughing out loud. And I am so happy she's now a regular on Lower Decks. Yeah, this is... You, you think we're going to mention this again? How about right now? <laughs> My five words in the hashtag of the same. It's the same. She has lost all control. Hashtag the ultimate Talintroduction. Oh, and it's no. and it's this introduction of Talint. Because as I was thinking about, I thought about this one, it was in the mix. And then I realized the introduction of Talin is just beyond perfection. It's the the scene we're picking is the first time we're really ever on a Vulcan ship, seeing how Vulcans just go about their business. And this conversation that they're having, which is, I am available for chess. I just, they're small, they're small banter. And then her just kind of explaining that, well, I'm scanning a little further because I've put in some extra you know, personal algorithms to make the systems, uh, make the long range sensors work better and they're all just like we have you have been spoken to about this you cannot <laughs> you cannot go off and then she's like well doesn't an anomalous energy doesn't that seem strange anomalies by definition are strange it is logical to improve our scanning capabilities instead of observing non-essential systems 
These readings are within acceptable parameters. Correct. However, this region has never produced this type of anomalous energy. Does that not seem... strange? Anomalies, by definition, are strange. Something about this feels off. Feels off? You have been spoken to about this before, Talyn. It is illogical to ignore something of statistical significance. I must inform the captain. She has lost all control. This whole scene is Vulcan perfection. Talyn is the best. And it's funny to think that kind of you get the whole Talyn package in this first introduction of, uh, of her. Oh, that was another one when they said, she said, well, something feels off, feels off. You have been spoken to about this before, Talyn. So good. Uh, Ariel, what's your take on Wedge News? And yeah, this may, maybe this is on everybody's list. Who knows? What, what's your take? Oh, it's not. I'll tell you right now, it's not on my list because it didn't fit my prime directive, but it's top of my secondary systems because live long and prosper, sir, is one <laughs> yes. of the best lines in all of Star Trek. Um, Chiklin is an incredible character. Where's Douche is an incredible episode. Uh, her introduction couldn't have been more perfect. I would have you know, specifically highlighted the scene at the end where she's talking to her captain and being told, you know, she's going to be transferred to a Starfleet ship and sees it as a punishment. And now in light of, you know, the season four of Lower Decks uh, having aired, we see how she starts to actually mesh with that crew. Oh, it's such a brilliant episode. And I'm so glad it's going to, it's gotten picked twice already. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, Foz, what's your take? Um, same. I love it. It was on my secondary systems. Um, I was just trying to try to veer a little more away from like Vulcan or, or yeah. something like that yeah. but honest honestly it's one of the best the best episodes for vulcans yeah it, it really is i mean and when you think about this is the first time we really are on a vulcan ship and see them operating it's kind of a miracle uh and i forgot yeah era your your prime directive means you're not picking any vulcan ships i love this okay so round one we get two enterprise and two blower decks how cool is that let's go to round four Ariel, what do you got yeah, sure. So, um, five words in a hashtag. Best cold open in Star Trek. Hashtag the week shall perish. And I'm cheating a little bit because my scene won't be from the cold open. But the episode is Scorpion Part 1, which is Voyager Season 3, Episode 23, The Introduction of Species 8472. Uh, I specifically want to highlight the scene where we have the away mission with Chakotay, Harry Kim, and Tuvok going to explore the damaged uh, Borg cube with the the. 8472 bioship attached yeah. to the side that is so alien and star trek doesn't do horror very often but they do it well most of the time and scorpion does it so beautifully i i am very sensitive to body horror so the kind of imagery in this scene is, is so striking we see the pile of like Borg drone bodies and the one drone's alcove kind of tweaking out you can tell there's something really bad happening there I mean, the tension in this ship and for people, you know, coming out of TNG Borg, where they're this monolithic, like terrifying villain, what can destroy the Borg? Uh, this scene is just incredible. And 8472 is so alien. Um, could not get this off of my list, even if the Borg are recurring, because 8472 are not really and they're brilliant. Honest to God, I, how did I not think of this introduction to species 8472? This is so, this is just all-time classic Star Trek. Like you said, it's really well done kind of horror element with, with Harry. And yeah, this just works on every level and it stood the test of time for, 
25 years now. I love this pick. Uh, Foz, what's your take on Species 8472 in Scorpion? Scary as hell. <laughs> I agree <laughs> with everything that you said. Uh, when they do horror, they do it well normally. Um, and, it, you know, I hate to admit it because Voyager is my favorite show, that whenever I, I look at these aliens, it's probably not the best CG anymore, but it still has that special scary place in my heart from back whenever they premiered. You know, they'll they'll never not be frightening. Yeah, I think it I think it still stands at that. They didn't overuse it in a way that it really stands out. Well, as but, someone who watched it yesterday to prepare, you know, when I was yeah. making this list, it stood the test of time. It's still spooky. Especially in this episode where it's really tight so um adam what's your take on scorpion that's a great pick ariel i'm kind of embarrassed i didn't even make my second i know me too. but that the pile of bodies scene is always the one that oh, like God. makes you start Ooh, it so makes scary. you jump and then then poor harry going through harry must suffer moments in the episode it's a great pick yeah, that's that's legitimate horror, the, the pile of bodies. I love it. Can I, oh. can I take this opportunity to point something out from that episode and just yeah. wonder if anyone else has noticed it? Um, the scene like right after this, where you see Harry Kim after he got attacked by the you know somebody from Species 8472, and you see that it's kind of like taking over his body. They they zoom in on his face um, when Janeway says something like "fight it, Harry" or whatever she says, um, and you see one single tear like falling down the side oh, of his yeah. face. I really wonder if that was deliberate, like callback to Best of Both Worlds, where you see Picard getting oh. assimilated. Oh, wow. Where they, you know, that scene where yeah. they, you know, stick something in his ear and he turns white, and then you see the one tear falling down his face. I, I just, I wonder if that was deliberate because it's I a never, perfect parallel. I never it's thought brilliant. of that. Yeah, it and it is a perfect parallel. It's both, you know, season three into four, and it's you know it's kind of their iconic each each series iconic moment. Par- I mean, at the same time in their run, yeah, yeah wow. The angle like and that. like the, the emotion angle. in that scene is really like it's par- it's a really good parallel. I mean, a character being I don't know taken over at the physical level and losing their autonomy and it's just the exact same angle for that single tier uh and i only noticed it last time i watched it and i didn't know if this was deliberate but it was awesome i like that it could could well be and there's so many parallels between picard and harry kim oh wait no there's not (laughs) (laughs) not at all all. okay maybe blue blue uh blue uniform picard and harry kim um okay foz what's your round four pick okay uh the five words are, I'll kill you for this. Hashtag, I'll kill you. The Enterprise <laughs> incident from uh, TOS. Oh, my God. This is my toughest cut. I'm so glad you picked this. So cool. It's, you know, as as Jim knows, I, I love all Star Trek. But, you know, I'm not, have never been Mr. Original Series. You know, I grew up yeah. with TNG and everything else. But this is one of my favorite TOS episodes. Um, and when I was thinking on it, I was like, I'd, I'd like to actually have a, a original series uh, pick for for once where I never do. And I was like, oh, Spock being the ladies man uh, yep. with, you know, with the Romulan <laughs> commander. I was like, this has to be on here. So like as far as the scene specific, I don't know. It could be the the one where he's a. Uh, giving up Kirk, you know, and, and Kirk's just yelling. Um, or, you know, it could be all the, uh, the foreplay where the Romulan commander is coming on to Spock and you know, it could be the whole, the whole episode for me. Yeah. The one that jumps out, the one that I was really considering picking, it was my, literally my last cut was 
the corridor scene where there where Spock is walking with the Romulan commander and he kind of purposely turns toward the uh toward the uh cloaking room where he knows he's not allowed she pulls him out of there and then she invites him to dinner and he says are the guards also invited <laughs> it's so, so smooth so smooth i neglected to mention i'll expect you for dinner we have much to discuss indeed Allow me to to rephrase. Will you join me for dinner? I am honored, Commander. Are the guards also invited? The Enterprise incident. Uh, Ariel, any take? Uh, yeah, it didn't make my list. I'm admittedly not the biggest uh, TOS connoisseur, but I was talking to a friend recently. Uh, and this episode came up, and it's one of her favorites. So I'm going to have to make her watch this now. I love it. Yeah. It's so good. Okay. Adam, what's your number four pick? Okay. Five words on a hashtag. Danger, Gomtu, do not allow. Hashtag, what is the purpose of existence? And it's TNG, season three, episode 20, Tin Man aboard Gomtu. I love this pick. I didn't think of this one either. And so good. And it's season three. So Data is still exploring his humanity, trying to find himself. And Tam Elburn is wounded. He doesn't know where he belongs. And Data is still trying to understand his place. And then the episode I picked is that last episode where they think Data is lost and he appears back on the Enterprise. And he tells Troy in the observation lounge that they, Tam and Tim and saved each other. As he said, through joining, they've been healed. Grief has been transmuted to joy. Loneliness is belonging. So Data feels that he has his family and he belongs on the Enterprise. Yeah, that's a phenomenal moment, phenomenal scene. Everything that takes place on GOM2 is so well done. It feels so alien. The, the score, I'm assuming that's Ron Jones, is just hypnotic. And, uh, you know, the... The, I mean, I said it already. The alienness of that bridge and the chair and the and the wall and Data's hand going into it—it's just all so well done. But then also just this connection where Tam Elbrum can feel peace and solitude. God, I just love that. I love it. It's a really good Data episode. As he was saying, you know, it's early, earlier on, um, so Data's still trying to figure everything out. You know, but it's yeah. it's just a such a fantastic episode. So good. Okay, let oh, it's my pick. Let's close out round four. All right, yeah, this one's an outlier, and I'm cheating a little bit on this one. I'm picking two episodes with two amazing kind of bookend scenes in the same location on an alien ship, and I just could not get this one off my list. I love it. Five words and a hashtag. Klingon fights chart new era hashtag sarcophagus and it is Star Trek Discovery battle at the binary stars and into the forest I go and it's these bookend Burnham fight scenes on the bridge of Takuvma's sarcophagus ship and so I'll break these down real quick battle at the binary stars you got Burnham and Giorgio they beam over they end up having these dual fights with Takuvma and Volk Burnham ends up killing Takuvma, revenging Giorgio's death, even though the whole plan was to make sure they don't kill him. And all that, you know, she's fighting Volk, and they 
they had that incredible emotional moment where they beam out without Giorgio's body and just Sonequa Martin Green's reaction on the transporter pad back on Discovery is incredible. And it ends with Voke reciting Takuma's prayer on the bridge of the sarcophagus ship. And I love that. And then in Into the Forest I Go, eight episodes later, you've got uh, Burnham is now on the ship with Ash Tyler, who's Voke. Incredible bookend to Binary Stars. And now she confronts Cole in the same place that she let her captain die and challenges him to a fight after kind of revealing, you know, she was there before and saw Takuma killed. And he killed, actually killed Takuma. And this belonged to your captain. Her name was Captain Philippa Giorgio. I regret that my actions that day have locked our people into this war. While I thank you for it, my rise to power would not be possible if not for the assassination of Takuma. Lock her up. Once I return with the slayer of their messiah, what remains of the Kuzma's torch-bearing fools will have no choice but to fall in line. If you are to capture me, then prove your worth. Takuma defeated the woman whom that belonged to. Do me the same honor. <laughs> Just really well done. He grabs Giorgio's Delta before she beams out, and though, of course, the whole point was to give Discovery enough time to do, finish their jumps so they could take that ship out, and then we see Cole getting blown up on that ship. I accept your challenge, human. I love it. Incredible. The sarcophagus ship was amazing for the half season that it was around. Super cool sets, really huge and massive, and we get a lot of Kenneth Mitchell as Cole, so... Love these two bookend scenes. Ariel, what's your take? You know, I had a big mental debate with myself about whether the sarcophagus counted as alien because it's Klingon, but it's also <laughs> the sarcophagus, which is so yeah, different. Right. And I stuck to my guns on my prime directive and I did not cons- end up, you know, considering any scenes on the sarcophagus, but I really, really wanted to. And I'm so glad it got mentioned. Um, it, because it was pretty much yeah. I'm glad. I'm impressed you thought of it. Yeah, you know, I rewatched Discovery very recently, so it's again right at the front of my mind. And I just think it's such a cool ship. I tried really hard to tease out, you know, favorite scenes on an alien ship from favorite alien ships, um, right. and that's kind of what led me to this Prime Directive I land I have. But it's such a great, such a great well, scene. It I, makes it's sense. It's, set of scenes. It's definitely a Klingon ship, so it makes sense that you uh, eliminated it. Uh, Foz, yeah. what, what's your take on this discovery, it seems? Oh, those picks are so good. I came this close to having uh, Vulcan Hello on there and discussing the ship and, the, you know, the whole We Come in Peace speech and everything. Uh, so that was on the secondary systems. But you used it much better than than I was. That, that's great. I love it. Adam, how about you? First of all, Sonequa Martin-Green deserves all the awards. Yes. Let's, make that, let's make that clear. Incredible. But her face in the in the helmet on the way to the ship with the pure joy of the of making it there and then the horror of watching Giorgio die it was that is a great pick yeah i mean and they just the fact that they bookend them in that first half of the season it's just really well structured season i i love discovery season 1 okay oh we're at the soup round already let's do it ariel what's your number 3 pick eat your soup Courtesy of a loyal establishment, Jolan Troop. So uh, I might be inviting some controversy with my five words and a hashtag. <laughs> and that's fine, although this might not be the place for the debate. 
Five words of the hashtag, most Star Trek resolution ever. Hashtag a child scream. Uh, my pick is Discovery Season 3, Episode 11, Sukal, um, for the, hol- the, hol- the holodeck ship. Um, and so many scenes that take place there. Um, but I want to specifically highlight uh, the scene at the end where Saru is singing uh, a Kelpian lullaby uh, to calm down Sukal and you know prevent another burn. Doug Jones is such a, an incredible, like, expressive actor, and it's honestly a shame that he's covered by the Saru makeup all the time. You can't see how expressive he is. So where he's just a human here, it's it's incredible. And the the backdrop of this scene uh, with like the gormaganders flying and the crazy staircases. This is just such a cool scene. Uh, what a beautiful pick! I am a huge fan of Sukal. Huge fan of Discovery season three. I love the ending. I love the everything that happened with uh, the the reason and the discovery of the burn. I'm so glad. And I, and I'm I so glad that, you like it. I do too. That fits Star Trek so well. I get it, people. It's like oh, a kid's scream caused the burn. Yeah, that shit's been happening in Star Trek for 55 years. Sorry, exactly. Just you know, watch the show. Watch the show because there's stuff like that all the time where you know Spock feels the death of. 400 uh, Vulcans in the immunity syndrome. And, you know, the the list goes on and on for things like that in Star Trek for 60 years. Anyway, I love this. I love this final three-parter. Sukal is uh, just a fantastic mind-bending episode. That whole moment when they beam down and they're all different uh, species (laughs) was so clever and so well done. This was... Really excited. I, I blown away by this pick. Not even would never even say, Oh, I can't believe I didn't think of it. I would never have thought of this one. It's brilliant. This is so good. Uh, Foz, what's your take? I love it. Season three discovery is one of my favorite. Yeah. Um, I, I think that the mystery that was all wrapped up within the season paid off so well. And you're right. This is like the most alien ship you can think of because even when they're on there, they, they have no idea what the ship actually is you know they have to tear through all the the layers to to really figure it out and i would have never thought of this uh i love it yeah it's really spectacular uh adam how about you ariel i am 100 percent on your side this is a great star trek moment and to see doug jones as doug jones finally was I'm sure he had a lovely day in the makeup chair that day. But <laughs> Bill Irwin playing Sukal yes. was what a get to get him. He was so good in the role. And yeah, the confusion of everybody involved of what was happening and how they how they kind of Star Trek a resolution and a and a way to proceed makes this really beautiful episode. Yeah. Huge fan of Discovery season three. Bill Irwin's amazing. God, I just saw him in a show yesterday and he was phenomenal again. Oh, it was a it was a new Netflix movie. Uh, uh, Rustin, Rustin. It's gonna get it's gonna get some with uh, Coleman Domingo. Anyway, I digress. But uh, Bill Irwin was in it at a small role, and he was awesome. He always is so good. Okay, shutting up. Let's go to Foz. What's your super round pick? Okay, number three, the eating live gawk round hashtag Captain Riker. TNG's a matter <laughs> of honor. Of course. This is, I, I I felt like somebody was going to pick this. Uh, I, I love it. I had to. I was sitting there. I was like, soup, soup, soup. Ah, oh, what's better than soup? Love, gah. 
um matt yeah it's it's of course the the scene where they're in the mess hall uh and he's learning all the intricacies of you know klingon life and how they live and you know they're finding out about you know his uh life and the way he lives and that he's not as timid as they think and that they're not as barbaric as he thinks and you know maybe they can meet somewhere in the middle and it's it's early on enough in png that we can really start to explore the the Klingons more than we have before. You're not worried about my weakening, are you? <laughs> Look around you. There are no old warriors. No, sir. I'm sure they all died with honor. Exactly. You may live long enough to learn about us. Mm, he is not very attractive. But I will have him. <laughs> they are inquisitive. They would like to know how you would endure. Endure what? Them. One or both? <laughs> I, this scene's always stayed with me. It's always stuck out to me. Um, I, I wish I, I remembered the supporting actor's name, but that supporting actor that was, you know, under him that he, you know, kicked his ass in the in the beginning of the episode. And, you know, one is a uh, honor with um I'll, i've always loved him appearing in things uh, but i just love this episode one or both love this scene uh <laughs> ariel what's your take this is this is a classic yeah this is an awesome pick of i thought of it and that of course didn't meet my prime directive yeah. but i'm so glad you brought it up it's it's so great um yeah, the scene in like the mess hall where you have Riker eating with the Klingons and, you know, I guess, you know, proving his, his worth or whatever to them. It's just, it's a great episode. This was number six in my top five. My toughest <laughs> cut. Where my five, my five words were Gok is best served live and hashtag he's not attractive, but I will have him. The, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So good. Yeah. this That scene where they kind of, pardon the expression, they humanize the Klingons a little with, they have problems with their, with their fathers and sons and fathers clash. And then Riker eats the guy and he gets a little grunt of approval at the end. And it shows, and it shows they have so much in common. It's a, it's a brilliant episode. Yeah. It's brilliant. Uh, And I'll, I'll just tease this a little bit. You mentioned uh, Foz, that actor is Brian Thompson, right? Incredible, incredible recurring kind of, character actor in a lot of great shows x-files star trek Mm -hmm. uh he's gonna feature again in this episode of trek ranks okay little tease let's go to adam what's your soup brown pick five words what's a vulcan death grip hashtag first officer of the enterprise (laughs) i love it (laughs) and it's again tos season three episode four the enterprise incident on the romulan warbird and the scene i picked is what was originally supposed to be Spock kissing the commander up and down where they protest. I think Leonard Nimoy protested and it became the classic finger touching scene uh-huh. that repeats throughout Star Trek yes. and how Vulcan show love. But this is also such a heartbreaking episode for Spock. Cause you can see if in a different time and place, these two would have worked. Mm. And at the end, at the end of the episode, when she walks away and he gives the, uh, the eyebrow raised to the camera, you know, he's thinking of that as well. So it's a, it's a brilliant, it's a beautiful episode. Yeah. That's so well said. All right. First, let's take care of business. Fire those phasers. Um, 
I love how you frame that, Adam. It's, it's really powerful. And you know that the emotion between the two is real, right? None of that's fake. Uh, it's so well done and so memorable. And so I'm just impressed that we've all kind of thought about this one, you know, 55 years removed from it to think like, ah, well, top five scene on Alien Ship. Yeah, that one, of course. Because and Joanne Linville. Joanne Linville, so impactful. Mm-hmm. So, so well done. Any final comments on the Enterprise incident, you guys? I was trying my hardest to make a, a five words or a hashtag to include uh, ladies love cool Spock or work <laughs> into or work into like, oh, young hot Spock or something like that. It just didn't work, you know. <laughs> well done. Okay, let's move on to my round three pick. And incredibly, this is the first time I've ever picked this episode. I really can't believe this when I looked it up. So this is the very first scene on an alien ship in the history of Star Trek. Very deserving. Five words and a hashtag. First Federation Fasarius finds friends. Hashtag both proud of our ships. And of course, is the Corbomite Maneuver from TOS Season 1. Uh, production episode number three and series aired episode number 10. And it's that amazing final scene where Kirk has been battling with this, you know, crazy, mysterious Fasarius ship. You know, they've been threatening to destroy him the whole episode, cat and mouse. And then when it turns out they're in need of some help at the end of the episode, he's he's got this you know, memorable scene where Kirk McCoy and Bailey beam over to the ship to try to offer help and investigate. And the whole thing is just incredible, right? They have to crouch to beam over, which is so cool. The The set is amazing with like drapes and curtains everywhere and they find the puppet. And then you've got Clint Howard, who's basically a baby playing this amazing character with the, with the big eyebrows and bald head and uh, serving Tranya and he's on his creepy little sofa couch. And I love everything about this first ever alien ship scene in Star Trek. Uh, Foz, what's your take? Uh, Clint Howard is uh, one of my all-time heroes and has been creepy since the day he was born (laughs) until today. Um, (laughs) You know, just looking at Clint Howard, he looks like an alien. So, <laughs> so I love this pick so much. So good, so good. Ariel, how about you? Uh, I cannot believe you've never picked this before on Strike Ranks. I'm still stuck on that. Couldn't believe it. The Corvette maneuver. What a what a good pick. Yeah, I, c- I cannot believe this didn't cross my mind, but it's it's fantastic. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's legendary. Adam, any take? Yeah, this was number eight in my top five. Um, <laughs> I love it. It's great because it's one of the, like you said, it's the beginning and Kirk teaches acceptance and communication rather than destruction. So it kind of lays the groundwork for him. And to cross promote, listen to Trek Untold. One of their most recent interviews was with Clint Howard and he discusses that scene. And it's really, really brilliant. Yeah, that one's in my queue. I need to listen to that. And uh, yeah, like uh, this, like you said, this sets the table for Kirk. It sets the table for all of Star Trek. Right. This is Star Trek. This yeah. final eight minutes of the episode. Brilliant. Okay. Here we go. Round two. Ariel. Um, sure. Uh, might want to get those uh, Divine Torpedo. Yeah, you know. um, yeah. My five words and a hashtag. And this was a little bit of a risk is um, on an alien dash ship. 
Uh, hashtag hyphen changes the prompt where alien dash ship the alien is the ship tng season three episode 20 tin man which is of course just an all-time great tng episode and of course i also went for that scene at the end where you have data and tam elbrun on uh gom 2 and you just see data start to understand uh tam and tam start to for the first time, feel peace, and uh, they ride off into the sunset together, or not so much. Um, but yeah, I, I this I think was the very first episode I thought of for this prompt. Oh, it really was. That's so cool. I mean, you know, I mean, I already gushed about how much I love Tin Man and Gantu and the great uh, Harry Shearer portraying Tam Elrond. Uh... Editor's note: Did I just say Harry Shearer? I meant Harry Groner, of course. The great Harry Groner. Any other further comments, Adam, and thoughts? I, Aaron, 100% right. I agree. Like I said, this is one of the first couple I thought of just because of the quiet. Like I said in the beginning, my prime directive was the quiet moments. And this, oh. at the end, was that perfect quiet moment. The, the perfect quiet moment. Okay, Foz, let's go to your round two pick. What do you got? Okay. Is a more of a, a somber one. Five words. Hope it was worth it. Hashtag so do I. Uh, DS9's oh, the ship. Yes. And uh, it's you know the the scene after they figured out what you know they were looking for. It was the founder uh, all along, and the founder has has passed away, and then she comes over there. All the troops have uh, you know laid themselves to rest because they failed. You know, they failed their God, essentially. And um, then they just have the whole uh, conversation about how they just trusted each other. Uh, Everybody would still be, you know, whole. And I just got to say, I I loved uh, Munez as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, you're rooting for him the whole episode. And and then it, it doesn't. It doesn't work out, uh, but you do get that fantastic uh, scene at the end with uh, Worf and Chief O'Brien at the end watching over him. And, you know, this episode's always a little little sad and teary-eyed, um, but I wanted to definitely put it on there because, you know, that's it, they're in an alien ship. They don't know how anything works. Uh, they're trying to figure out everything while all the stuff's going on around them. It's just a classic episode. Brilliant, brilliant. I definitely thought of this one, but I didn't. I ended up not picking it because it's more like the whole episode is an incredible <laughs> yeah. scene on an alien ship. It's so well done; it would be impossible to choose. So, two thoughts. One, I, I picked that final scene with Worf and O'Brien. That was one of my top five Worf scenes because I love that moment for Worf. And the most incredible thing for me about this episode, I always think about this when I think about this episode, is how. Somehow nobody, you don't see it coming with that. It was the founder that was on the ship, right? Like mm-hmm. once the founder shows up and turns to dust, it's like, of course it was a founder. How did I not it think of that? It still surprises you. Yeah. How did I not think of that 30 minutes <laughs> ago? What's wrong with me? But it so well done. So well structured. Absolutely. All time epic episode of Deep Space Nine. Ariel, what's your take? Oh, what an all time classic. Such a great episode. And uh, it's just a gut punch. I mean, y- you spend the whole episode um, building up to this gut-wrenching reveal that it was a founder and everyone died for something that if they had just, you know, communicated, it could could have been avoided. I, this episode is, you know, one of my all-time favorites. I'm so glad you, you brought it up. 
Yeah, Foz, I'm glad you picked this because this was another tough cut of mine. But I focused on a different part. My five words were, Kike, we hardly knew you. And it's it, this was one of the first episodes that really showed painful war in Star Trek. I mean, usually yeah. somebody dies by a phaser and they're gone or the, the knife that seems to kill everybody and they're gone. But he died slowly and painfully and it destroyed the crew. Yeah, And this was... I mean, you'll see it later in other, in other episodes, but this was really the first where you got to really enjoy a character and feel for them, and all of a sudden they're gone, and people see pain. So this was a great episode for that as well. Yeah, they did an amazing job introducing Munez uh, a few episodes in advance of this. Really, uh, really well done. Okay, Adam, what's your round two pick? Well, my five words were agonizing scream burns the stars hashtag a son's love for his mother. And this was discovery season three, episode 13. That hope is you part two on the camp. Yes. I picked the scene where he finally goes past the monster and they all go in and they see the holographic recreation of them all dying. And uh, Sukal sees his mother die from the radiation. And because of what happens to him, I think it's his polyploid physiology, his screen destroys, you know, the dilithium and the burn. But it's Sukal's reaction to losing his mother more than anything else gets me. And then he turns around and sees Saru as a Kelpian and he realizes he's not going to be alone. So that moment is what does it for me. I'm literally speechless. You guys both picked this amazing uh, Kelpian ship on the on this planet at the core of discovery season three and this final three-parter i blown away because i love this so much i mean i already kind of completely gushed about it in sukal and i love this ending that moment uh wow i'm i'm so impressed ariel any other take i I can't believe you guys both picked this I feel like we just came at the same idea from two different angles, and I, I'm glad we get to we got to talk about it a little more. Yeah, um, this is just a great Star Trek, like an all time great Star Trek concept. And yeah. I, I I wish it got you know a hundred percent love and respect, but nothing will. So no. I'm glad it's getting the love and respect it deserves here. Yeah, for sure. Faz, any any thoughts? I just love that we're talking about uh, this, you know, storyline so much. Uh, hopefully, Discovery season three will go down as one of the the classic uh, storylines and seasons in all of Star Trek. It, it really is great. Yeah, spectacular. Oh my god. Okay. Well done. My round two pick. God, I love this one. Five words and a hashtag. At least try the Venerine hashtag. I've smelled better Venerine on prison ships. And it is the captain's mess hall scene on the Dinnerix class Romulan Warbird in TNG Space of the Enemy, season six, episode 14. And yeah, I mean, I think everyone knows this incredible scene where Troy has been turned into or is, uh, is being forced to pose as a member of the Tau Shi'ar, Major Raquel on board a Romulan warbird against her will, and she's sparring with sub-commander Toreth, the great Carolyn Seymour, in this incredible mess hall, captain's mess scene, where she joins them for dinner, and she has no idea what Venerine is, so she's trying to fake it, and she comes up with this incredible line that she smelled better Venerine on prison ships, and there's this super, super... It just 
like a masterpiece cat and mouse between Tareth and uh, and Troy, as recall. And I love this moment where uh, Tareth talks about how her father was just an innocent old man who was taken out by the Tal Shiar and disappeared. And uh, yeah, everything about this moment kind of makes this whole episode work. Maybe Marina Sirtis's best performance as Troy and all-time great stuff. This one was written by Naren Shankar, who's gone on just to do a bunch of stuff, and, and Renee Echeverria. So all-time classic TNG, Face of the Enemy. Ariel, what's your take? A oh, great pick. Another incredible one that got lost to my prime directive. But I'm yeah. so glad it came out. I, yeah. It's been a while since I've rewatched this episode, but I can see and hear the scene you're talking about. It's it's brilliant. Yeah, it's that good. Uh, Adam, any thoughts? Uh, this is Troy's finest moment, yeah. where she finally has something to do, and she takes over, and she does it so well. And yes, that I can hear the scene as well, when she's just destroying Romulan Commander. Also, we have Scott McDonald back in this episode, and he's... Obviously, oh, an all-time classic Star Trek actor. That's another great all-time character actor for Trek, Scott McDonald. Uh, Faz, what's your thing? What's your take? This was almost on my list. It was the hardest cut. If yeah. uh, like everybody else was saying, I was going to say this is number six on mine. Um, yeah, exactly what you all said. Uh, this is one of Troy, the like the Troy episode for me. The one I always think about. This is one of the first episodes I thought about for this list. Um, I love it. Yeah, pretty much perfect. Okay. Oh, we're at round one already. Let's do it. Ariel, what's your number one pick? Begin round one. Um, my five words in the hashtag, and I- I'm not kidding, are uh, hope it was worth it, hashtag so do I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's written down right in front of me. Oh, my God. DS9 season five, episode two, the ship. Oh um, you can see how... Yeah, you could hear how thrilled I was when you brought it up already. <laughs> I I rewatched it two days ago, and then I rewatched it again because I was like, "This needs to be like seared into my memory as all time excellent track." And again, I'm going for that scene at the end of the episode where you have Cisco talking to the Vorta, and she asks, "Can I basically can I at least take um, a portion of the Founder's remains?" And Cisco, just so dejected and defeated, goes, "Of course." But the delivery of that line is just like gut punched of course you can like i'm not a i'm not a terrible person i'm not like a i'm not here to you know for the deaths of all of the gem hadar i i was here i don't know i'm just a human being and look at all these people who died because we couldn't you couldn't tell me that it was a founder and you didn't trust me and i didn't trust you just an incredible incredible moment prepare for an assault tell what demanded where are your soldiers they're dead they killed themselves why? Because they allowed a founder to die. You should have trusted me. How could I? The first word out of your mouth was a lie. This isn't your first mission outside the Dominion, is it? I regret saying that. But my offer was genuine. All that mattered to me was the founder. Then you should have told me about him. You might have killed him or, or made him a hostage. No. All I wanted was the ship. And I was willing to let you take it. Oh, yes. The runabout crew. Your soldiers. They'd all still be alive if we had trusted each other. 
I have no way of stopping you from taking the ship. All I ask is that you allow me to remove some of the Founder's remains. Of course. Do you have any gods, Captain Sisko? There are things I believe in. Duty? Starfleet, the Federation. You must be pleased with yourself. You have the ship to take back to them. I hope it was worth it. So do I. I thought about this episode for like a week after I watched it for the first time, and it didn't help that I was immediately attached to uh, Kike Munez. What an what a great like one one of my favorite like not necessarily obviously not a one off but close to one off mm-hmm. Star Trek character. Uh, I got two of those in here. Him and uh, Elbron are both just incredible like short lived characters who get you to like them and you get attached to them, and then they're gone. Yeah, I mean, you, Nunez, man, that, I would have loved to see more of that character. Yeah, just this is just a fucking perfect episode of Star Trek. I love it all time. This is an all timer. Uh, any other thoughts on the ship, you guys? I think I'm going to go pull one out for TK now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was uh, just thinking about like all the people in the shuttle up top, uh, too. You know, like they're they're just gone instantly. And then it, then it all kicks off. Oh, yeah. You know, so you don't even have time to think about them. Amazing. Yeah. And I mean, every scene, too, like just them trying to figure out how to work it. Then, you know, all the fights in the corridor with the, with the upside down ship. Ah, it's just all so good. So well done. I love it. Okay. Foz, what's your number one pick? Okay. This is uh this is one of my favorite uh ones here. Uh five words. Where did the dinosaurs go? Hashtag eyes open. Voyager's distant origin. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's a yes. Right I, yep. I love, love, love this episode. I'd put it on every list if I could fit it into every list. Um you know, whenever he he brings back Chakotay at at the end to you know the big government ship, um, and you know Chakotay has has to have his speech along with him to try to reach, uh, you know the what was her name the governess or or the empress whatever her name was, um, the the head honcho yes, <laughs> and <laughs> um, she just wouldn't see past it she wouldn't see past anything and whenever he refused absolutely refused she did the only thing that she knew he would he would go for and that he didn't want to make other people suffer he would suffer all around but uh she you know she threatened all the voyager crew and you know he was a a proud scientist and he wasn't going to have have other people ruined for it and that's the only reason he caved but that whole scene, um, it just, you know, it, it stays with you. And that's just one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, Distant Origin. So memorable. Such an impactful episode. And very much the origin of my Doctrine Sucks mantra <laughs> that you hear quite yes. frequently yeah. on Trek Ranks. Doctrine being a code word for something else. But uh-huh. yeah, Doctrine yeah. Sucks. And this episode showcases just exactly how much it sucks. Uh, Ariel, what's your take? 
Yeah, so I didn't pick this because I picked it for abstract silences. Oh, you did? Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Well, yeah, I, I thought it was just... I mean, I went very abstract for that. Yeah, that's episode. super abstract. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was like, here's, here, I picked it. I was on for that episode. Yeah. Um, because they, you know, just refuse to see what's right in front of you. They're, they're silent to the truth or something to that effect. Yeah. I don't know what I said at the time. Yeah. Love this episode. I'm so glad it got talked about. Again, I would pick this for everything. It's in probably my top, ten, easily top 10 Voyager episodes. And yeah, Doctrine so, Sucks. I could, you know, yeah. put a Get a bumper sticker, Doctrine Sucks, right? Or whatever. Jim, we got to get Trek Ranks uh, t-shirts and I'll wear them. Doctrine Sucks. I would oh, wear that's that. That's a good one. Sucks. I like that. That's good. And that and Super, well, if you made t-shirts, put Soup Round on one and Doctrine <laughs> yeah. Sucks on the other. Fantastic. Buy them all. Um, Adam, what's your dig? Personally, I'm waiting for the Pew 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 hat, but yeah. we'll get to that. <laughs> yes, Doctrine Sucks. And um, yeah, this is definitely a top 10 Voyager episode for me. It's just a brilliant idea. If somebody said, what if the dinosaurs made it off made it off Earth? But it also makes you think about wars through history. We can't be one of them. We are better than them. Let's destroy them. Right. It's 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 mm-hmm. an episode. It, that's what it, that's what this episode made me think of. Yeah. And again, to cross promote Trek Untold, Constantia Tomei, the ju- great interview with her. Oh yeah, she's the the actor that played uh... Minister. Wait, Minister. Wait, that's what I was name? looking for. <laughs> uh, Consetta Tomei. Oh, that I don't think I knew that was her. Oh my god, that's a that's crazy. Now I need to I need to I need to go through a rabbit hole on that one. That that's amazing. Oh, I love that we talked about this and barely we talked about. It. Yeah, dinosaurs made it off Earth. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. We love it. Star Trek. I love the rules. whole. <laughs> I love the holodeck scene so much where they're going through oh, the so evolution. And yeah, it's just it's like, so oh, it's so good. Their ship is all. Everything about this episode just rules, and it's one of those ones that no, people just don't forget. So awesome, awesome pick. Okay, Adam, what's your number one pick? Well, this is the first episode I thought of for my quiet moments in Prime Directive. And the five words, the Cisco sail into history, hashtag hammock time. And it's DS9 oh. season three, episode 22, Explorers. Yeah, it's an ship. alien ship. That's so smart. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> and this is an episode of, of first. We have Cisco's goatee. We have yep. Jake trying to set up his dad with a pilot named Cassidy Yates. We have Chase Masterson. and. One of the best scenes in the whole episode was O'Brien and Julie getting drunk and singing um, Jerusalem. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, as when I when I watched this episode first as a son, and then you watch it again as a father with a son, this episode and the visitor, and it shows the best rela- relationship in all of Star Trek. Yeah, and it's Jake and Ben. It, it's this quiet moment and him understanding that his son wants to not be in Starfleet, wants to be a writer, and he's encouraging encouraging him to go to the school and be the writer and live his passion and live his dream. Yeah. This to me is the heart of deep space nine is this relationship. And this had to be number one. It's such a fun pick too. Cause you don't think of it as a alien ship because it's Jake and Ben, but it's a uh, Bajoran light ship. So brilliant. That's such a fun, quiet, thoughtful episode. Really, really good stuff. And, uh, and the ending is just so gratifying when they pick up the tacky. Ducat has to eat his words. Yeah, Ducat's got to just eat it. So, so good. Ariel, what's your take? 
Oh, so great. I, I have a confession. I told I was talking to my closest friend. Uh, I mentioned this that I was going to be on this episode and she begged me to pick this. I did not. <laughs> That's funny. She, she genuinely begged me. Um, and I said, listen, it doesn't fit my prime directive. And that's why I said, you know, no Bajoran ships. And then I thought about when any other time I'd ever seen a Bajoran ship. They're few and far between. Yeah, Such a great many. pick. Just this episode is warm and fuzzy and it makes me so happy. And this is an episode I'll put on at one in the morning if I can't sleep or something, yes. you know, something's bothering me. It's just this is a bl- warm blanket episode or uh, episode for a rainy day is what we talked about earlier. I yeah, it's it's just so good. I'm so glad it came up. I love it. That's so good. You said that about Bajoran ships. I'm thinking now. I want to change my my number one pick to the only other Bajoran ship we see in shadows and images. When, when yes, when Kira's yeah. being an a, a total badass. There is a, there's another. Down. Is there I'll another give you one Bajoran? More. What's another? Yeah, it's in. Oh God, I don't remember which of the episodes, but the Circle Siege Homecoming that trilogy. Um, oh, where the, you have that really subtle scene with Kira and yeah, Nadia trying to operate a ship from the resist, like from the resistance that was in the, a cave and somewhere. The, uh, Pukaloos, no, Pukaloos. Yes, whatever the little Pukaloos. spidery, fluffy <laughs> things. Yeah, little little furry spider dogs. Uh, good one. That is another Bajoran ship. I love it. Uh, sorry, we digress. Uh, Faz, what's your take on explorers? Adam, I'm so glad you picked this one. This one was on my list for like three days. And it finally, uh, I replaced it because I didn't want to have two DS9s on there. And I love, that was one of the things I was thinking like, oh yeah, how alien is this ship? Uh, you know, by by definition. And even at the end, whenever the Cardassians have to say, oh, yes, we have uh, found ancient wreckage, you know, right. uh, and then it would be ancient wreckage of this type of ship um, that they've rebuilt from blueprints. And it, that's a lot like the the doctrine that we were talking about in my number one episode where they didn't want to have to admit that Cardassians were not first in that area of space. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. All right, we're gonna close it out. Uh, yeah, my number one. I'm gonna. We started with uh, Star Trek Enterprise. We're gonna end with Enterprise. Gonna give them some major props. This is one of my. I mean, this is. I truly believe, without hyperbole, this is my favorite scenes on an alien ship in Star Trek. I love this. These moments. Five words and a hashtag. Good at blowing things up. Hashtag Lieutenant Malcolm Reed. And it is Enterprise Season 4, Episode 13. It's United, the second episode of the uh, Romulan and Dorian trilogy. And it's all these scenes, one in particular with Trip and Reed stuck on this uh, Romulan drone ship trying to... Uh, navigate it and get off. And my my this kind of bleeds between a few scenes, but the main part of this is I love this moment where they get to the bridge and it's empty and they realize there's nobody on this ship. And so they start having this cat and mouse game with who? Brian Thompson, the Romulan, <laughs> back uh, on Romulus, who's who's controlling the ship. And the back and forth is just really clever where they kind of are figuring out how to work the bridge, get life support going, figure out propulsion, open a door. Trip goes in there, starts working on stuff. The Romulans close it to separate them. They're going to basically choke out Trip with radiation poisoning. So Malcolm's got to 
try to save the day by resetting the the connection for the warp. But at the same time, he's set up a a phaser on overload. So they get in there and are able just to get out in time, blow up the bridge of this thing. And we get this incredible all-time, fantastic, iconic Malcolm Reed line when Trip is questioning, like, man, you really did a number on that on that bridge. You're good at building things. I'm good at blowing them up. Just all-time <laughs> fantastic stuff. I love everything going on on this drone ship between these two uh, great friends and great characters on Enterprise. One of my favorites. You did all this with one face pistol? You're good at building things. I'm good at blowing them up. I'm thinking we should get to the outer hull, and we might be safer finding another area with life support. The hull's covered with subspace transceivers. If I can link one of them to our communicators, we might be able to contact Enterprise. Ariel, what's your take on this one? It's a really good scene. I um, a good, a great episode in a great season <laughs> yeah. that I wish we had gotten more of. It's a fun one. It, it seems like every talk of any season four episode goes to. I wish there was more of Enterprise. Again, another abstract silence pick for me was season five, six, seven of Enterprise. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Oh, painful. Faz, yeah. any uh, any take on these? I love it. Uh, he's always looking to blow something up from the first season, yep. you know, <laughs> breaking the ice just, when he blows yeah, up the specialty. The uh, the comet. How about you, Adam? What's your what's your thoughts? No, it's, it's a great it's a great episode. The birth of the Federation essentially um, right. is in this episode. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Malcolm has a lot of shacks in him. All he wants to do is blow something up. <laughs> he does. He does. He does have a lot of shacks in him. And we got a Shaq's Malcolm Reed shout out in Pathological Fallacies on this last season of Lower Decks. Great callback. I love it. Okay. All right. Secondary systems. Let's try to rattle these off quick. We got a lot. I've got a lot on my list. Uh, Arrow, what do you got? Let's see what you can do with the secondary systems. Uh, you guys ticked off a good chunk of my secondary systems and new yep. picks. Um, but I'll, I'll just rattle them off. Uh, I have... The cold open in Voyager for Think Tank, where we first meet the Think Tank members, and it's just Perfect. this really cool collection of people. That's on my uh, list, yeah. I've got, uh, this is brutal, but Garrick, Garrick torturing Odo in the Dice cast. That is not on my list. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I, I love that episode. It's, it's, it's really rough. Of yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's character building for both of them. Um, Damar shooting Rusat in Tacking into the Wind, uh, yes. Basically solidifying himself as you know the the leader that they need or what it, it's just again he's one of the best character arcs in all of Trek. Um, pretty much any scene in the most toys where Data's talking to Kivas Fajo. Oh my god! Um, yeah, the most wow, toys. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yes, excellent. yeah. The the scene where Picard and Hugh uh, reunite in Picard. Uh, oh on yes. The, on the artifact. I, I don't know. If, uh, I was like. I know it's a board cube, but my brain was like, it's it's a, it's Romulan, you know, keep it off my list. Um, but that's that's not the case. So I, I mean, wanted it to make secondary systems. I, I love the Hugh hug. I love the Hugh hug. It's just such a warm moment. <laughs> so Again, good. in a, such a cold environment, it's such like a warm hug of a scene. I love mm. it. Well, I also um, like to remind people that, that again, new it was new different Star Trek. That was like the fifth episode, and yeah. so, no, it was the sixth episode of Picard. The five and a half episodes before that, not one person greeted Picard warmly or friendly. Every single person was like, dude, what are you doing? Oh, my God. Who are you? What? You're blowing it until that moment. Yeah. It was so gratifying. Yeah. Okay. I got one more. I'm sorry. Yep. This is a giant stretch. Um, so bear with me. 
if we're willing to count Empok Nor, uh, an alien space, a Cardassian space station as an alien ship, then I'd like to count any scene from either the Mag- Magnificent Frangi or Empok Nor because that's great. <laughs> cheating is a But if we count Empok Nor, we count. Thank you. I'm cheating. I know it's cheating, no, but no, I, I nobody cheated allowed. until the end of your second. No, cheating is allowed. Pretty good, but but yeah, cheating encouraged. <laughs> Empok Nor. Okay, uh, Faz, how about you? Okay, well, most of all my secondary systems have been, uh, you know, talked about, um, but I don't think we mentioned uh, Nightingale from Voyager, oh. where uh, Harry takes command, um, has has all his uh, stuff up in the the captain's room, and he gets questioned about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just and, rewatched uh, it. I've always liked that episode. It has a little uh, Firefly feel to it, with the, uh, you know, with uh, book and everything on there. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, and then, really, the only two that no one had had mentioned was um, a couple movies I, I thought about um, was uh, Star Trek two thousand nine uh, at the at the end whenever you know he has the uh, second in command's gun <laughs> and um, right. yeah and uh, which I love that that actor as well he's he's always great and stuff yeah. um, and then in uh, Nemesis. The, the all the sad stuff and action stuff on the end uh, ship in Nemesis. Oh yeah, the, the death of Data. The, yeah, the first one. No. Um, oh, tears. Incre- Why? I love it. Though I can't. Yeah, no movies got picked. We'll we'll do stats in a second. Adam, any others on your list? Yeah, the ones were not mentioned. I had Balance of Terror between the Romulan commander and the Centurion. Oh yeah, discussions Good basically stuff. mirroring Kirk and McCoy. Yep. I had um the Serene Squall. Oh yeah, okay. Oh my god. <laughs> I thought of yeah. that one too. I forgot about that. Had considered. Uh, I had surrender at Picard surrender aboard the Shrike with Riker and Troy in the brig in that conversation they oh, had. Oh yeah. Yep. And lastly, I had in the pale moonlight when Vrenak shuttle exploded, starting the Romulans in the war. <laughs> okay. So it was I a like small that. moment above the oh. aboard the ship, but it was pretty uh, definitive. Yeah, okay. I love it. All right. I have a few more that haven't been mentioned. But you said tacking into the wind. I had that the scene where they st- actually steal the ship and uh, and kill everybody on the bridge. I had revulsion. I love this episode. Talk about horror in Star Trek for Voyager season four revulsion. I love uh, Leland Orser, the actor there, and all his crazy, just psychopathic antics and like when he grabs Torres's heart through her chest as a. Uh, to try to kill her. Anyway, the, a lot of good seasons, a lot of good scenes in that one for me. The changing face of evil when Worf kills Wayoon when, <laughs> on board. Uh, good pick. That, I love that one. Uh, of course, oh, I had Return to Grace where they turn the the Cardassian kind of cargo hole into a uh, weapons bay and take out that Klingon ship. I had Flesh and Blood, which there's a lot of good scenes with the holograms and Aiden on board their ship. I had Once More Under the Breach with Kors finale in Star Trek. I love that moment at the end. And I had Heart of Glory. I've talked about this before. I love Heart of Glory and that scene where they get those Klingons off of the, the Batras, that ship, and the explosion. It's really well staged, so that one popped into my head as well. So... A whole bunch that we talked about. Oh, I, oh, and then I had the voyage home. Of course, I didn't mention that the voyage home. Oh uh, yeah, which oh, of course yeah. the whole thing is uh, is worthy. You could just do uh, one episode on the top five scenes on the Klingon ship in the battle. Be well, the voyage Captain. home. 
Exactly. Love it. Okay, let's get into our regeneration cycle. Let's recap, and then I got a bunch of great stats to go through. Computer, activate regeneration cycle. Alcoves beta and gamma. Okay, Ariel, break down your picks. Sure. My number five pick was Enterprise Season 3, Episode 23, Countdown. Archer on these in the aquatic ship. Uh, number four, Scorpion Part 1, which is Voyager Season 3, Episode 23. Uh, this is the away mission to the Borg Cube and the 8472 bioship and their introduction. Uh, number three was Discovery Season 3, Episode 11, Sukal, on the totally holographic ship. Um, number two... TNG Season 3, Episode 20, Tin Man, which is uh, on Gomtu with Tam Elbron. And then my number one pick was DS9 Season 5, Episode 2, The Ship, at the end where Cisco is talking to the Vorda. Okay, so like you said, you had five different incarnations, one from TNG, Voyager, Deep Space Nine, Enterprise, and Discovery. Foz, how about your breakdown? Okay, if you didn't notice, I'd went uh, chronological in the uh, prime timeline oh, here. Oh, good, yeah. Uh, that's good. With uh, Enterprise uh, Fighter Flight, um, the original series, uh, the Enterprise Incident. Uh, number three was The Next Generation's uh, Matter of Honor. Uh, number two was Deep Space Nine's The Ship. And number one was Voyager's Distant Origin. I, I like your list even better, knowing it's chronological. So you went <laughs> Enterprise, TOS, TNG, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, straight through. Uh, it, Adam, it gets about, so hard to pick. <laughs> it's so good, so good. Adam, what's your breakdown? Uh, number five, I had Lower Deck, Season 2, Episode 9, Wage Douche, aboard the Vulcan Schval. Um, well, everything with Tillin. Yep. Uh, number four, I had TNG, Season 3, Episode 20, Tin Man with Gumtu, and Data and Tam's Conversations. Number three... I had TOS Season 3, Episode 4, The Enterprise Incident with Spock and the Vulcan Commander. And number two, I had Discovery Season 3, Episode 13, That Hope Is You, Part 2, Aboard the Keith, when Sukal sees the holographic recreation of its mother dying. And number one, I had DS9 Season 3, Episode 22, Explorers, Aboard the Bajoran Lightship between Jake and Ben. I love it. So you also... Spread it around. Lower decks and then TOS, TNG, D Space Nine, and Discovery. So none of us had any repeats. That's really interesting. So my five were uh Wedge-Dews and the Talin introduction of uh Talin. My number four pick was a kind of a double dip with Discovery Battle at the Binary Star uh, Binary Stars and um, Into the Forest I Go with the Burnham fights. My number three pick was the Corbomite Maneuver and the introduction of Balak, the first ever seen on an alien ship in Star Trek. My number two was uh, the face, face of the enemy with Troy staring down Tereth in the captain's mess in, from TNG. And my number one was United from Star Trek Enterprise, Trip and Malcolm on board the Romulan drone ship. So I had... Lower Decks, Discovery, TOS, TNG, and Enterprise. And here are some stat breakdowns. This is great. So I did, first of all, we had four duplicates. It didn't feel like we had four duplicates. That's amazing. And that doesn't even include Sukal and That Hope Is You Part 2, which is super cool that you guys both had that. The We had two, two picks for Brian Thompson, so let's uh, get that out of the way. <laughs> and then, so by species, here was the breakdown. We had... 
five kind of alien of the week ships, and then uh, one each for the aquatics species eight four seven two and Bajorans. Two each for Kelpians, Klingons, and Vulcans. Oh, and also Jem'Hadar had two. And then Romulans led the way with four overall picks. We had no Borg picks, so that's interesting. Yeah, I would count Brian as the 8472 as a joint Borg pick. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course it is. It's both. Yeah, okay, let's split that. So we'll uh, we'll share that. Give it Get one each for us, uh, so one Borg pick as well. Good call, Ariel. All right, so in the series breakdown, no films were picked. That blows my mind. I really thought there'd be some films. Um, we had two each from Voyager and Lower Decks, and then three each from four different series. This is really spread around. So we had TOS, Deep Space Nine, Enterprise, and Discovery all had three each. And TNG led the way with four picks. So we really spread it around and got uh, a lot covered with our 20 different picks of scenes on an alien ship. Wow. I got to take a breath. Okay. But <laughs> now we've entered a temporal inversion. So it's time to hear from you. Initiate temporal inversion. Initiating. And for this week's Temporal Inversion, we're going back just a couple of episodes, episode 169 in our top five Trek tropes. We got in a great voicemail from Ben Nicholson at Ben Kerr now. And he actually did his on YouTube and sent us a link. So we downloaded it from there. So here we go. Hello. Today, I'm going to do something slightly different. It's not going to be one of my normal rankings. This one is a ranking from the Trek ranks podcast they're 169 oh no 170 episodes in as of this recording and i'm going to have a go at the 169th ranking top five star trek tropes now i'm doing it in the format of that podcast if you don't understand please go and give it a watch and even if you do understand still please go and give it a watch Brilliant podcast. Go and watch it. So, number five. Vulcan, Betasoid, Changeling, Tadaxian, Denoblin. New aliens, new civilizations. The solo new alien. Pick number 4.7. 94% of Trek Rack listeners love maths. The recurring reference to 47. Third pick is Wait, who's running the ship. Dibs on the way mission. All department heads going on the way mission. Number two pick. The long and winding road. Hashtag plot time. The long corridor walk or the turbo lift trip from A to Z. And my number one pick is infinite tropes in infinite combinations. Hashtag never ending tropes. This is all of lower decks. Brilliant series and full of brilliant tropes. Thanks for watching and please go and give uh, Trek Ranks a listen. Brilliant podcast. So I love this list from Ben. His uh, the, the solo aliens pick is a great trope with like one Vulcan, one founder, one Talaxian on these different casts. And 
Uh, he had lower decks, you know, as kind of all tropes, which uh, we kind of talked about on the show. So awesome list from Ben. Once again, those picks more than enough to clear ourselves from this week's temple inversion. So as always, I want to thank everyone for all your great responses to the Trek Ranks podcast. Please keep your list coming to me at Trek Ranks on Twitter so we can retweet them. But we also want to hear from you. So put together your own list of top five scenes on an alien ship or a list from any of our past shows. Give us a call at the Tricorder Transmissions at 609-512-5527 or just record it and send me a DM. We can connect that way as well. So hopefully we'll hear from you so you can be featured on the next episode of Trek Ranks. And on the next episode of Trek Ranks, we are doing another character deep dive episode. It's been a while. We've only done one in the last year. This one is all about the most important person in Starfleet history. It's the top five Miles O'Brien episodes. Cannot wait to deep dive on our friend Miles O'Brien from TNG and Deep Space Nine. So, Ariel, Foz, and Adam, if you had to choose one Miles O'Brien episode or a moment, you remember we kind of combine however you want to do this. Uh, what would you pick, Ariel? What, what do you got for Miles O'Brien? Oh, God. Okay, I am a DS9, you know, forever and always <laughs> my number one. But I actually am going to pick the uh, TNG The Wounded for my number one oh, Miles O'Brien yes. moment. The minstrel <laughs> to the war has gone. I could keep going, but I won't. That is exactly the moment <laughs> I'm alluding to. It just, that's, oh, he's just a great character. That's even before he becomes a great character. I know, incredible. So, we should have so, known we were going to get the best, the best character, the most important men in Star in Star Trek <laughs> after we got the wounded. I love it, Foz. What do you got? I can't remember the name of the episode right off, but the one where he goes undercover, uh, you know, honor among with, thieves. Yeah, among that thieves. one. I always love that episode. That's a great episode. So good. One of my favorites. Uh, Adam, how about you? The first thing that popped in my head was the wounded. But if I had to pick another one, I would go with uh, emissary. When they finally move the station, and he says to the computer, "You and I have to have a little talk." <laughs> oh, <that's so> good. <laughs> Early Deep Space Nine Miles is fantastic, man. All three of those are going to be in consideration for me when we do that one. Channel closed. Reset. Subspace communications. Scrambler code Riker one. Okay, Scrambler code Riker one acknowledged. Let's close this episode out with a huge thanks to Ariel K, Foz Rotten, and Adam Sanders. It was awesome having you guys on the show. So any Trek Scrambler codes you want to relay before we depart, Ariel. Thanks for having me on again. Always a great time. Uh, I had a lot of fun with you guys today talking Trek. Love it. Foz, how about you, man? Uh, thank you again for having me on. Anybody wants to talk Trek with me uh, at Files Rotten everywhere. You know, I'm still on uh, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. And check out Boldly Go, the Star Trek punk rock band at Files Fronts. They're awesome. Uh, Adam, how about you? Thanks for coming on, man. Absolutely. Files and Ariel, great to do this with you. Um, I'm in Mets Fan 1701. Anybody wants to talk Trek or Mets for that Mets. Yeah. Mets. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go Mets. Let's go Mets. It's great. It was great to be back, Jim. Thanks for having me. Oh, I love it. Thank you guys for engaging with us here again on episode 172 of the Trek Ranks podcast. As always, I want to close by saying I'm looking forward to standing with you again here in this place where I belong. Would anyone care for a game of chess when we are finished with our second duty shift? No, I will be composing an arrangement for the loot, which should take several hours. I am available for chess. 
Just want to remind everyone again that the entire Trek Ranks catalog is available for you to download and listen to at trekranks.com and on your podcast player of choice. Our episodes never get carbon data, so check out the topics you've missed and maybe just want to listen to again over at trekranks.com. And a reminder to check out our friends Five Year Mission at fiveyearmission.net. They're writing a song for every episode of Star Trek, and you won't believe how great their music is. They also have a podcast at the Trek Geeks Network, so seek them out. You won't regret it. received the satiric citation for my actions that day. The intelligence officer in charge of that mission was executed. Major, welcome to our table. Commander. I suggest you try the Venerine. It's quite good. I realize that it's nothing compared to what you're accustomed to on Romulus. But you could at least try the Venerine. I smelled better venerine on prison ships.